Welcome to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, your source for everything you need to go from unfocused wantrepreneur to action-taking, money-making entrepreneur. Now, your host, Brian Lofermento. Hey there, and welcome to episode 79 of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. This is a Strategy Wednesday episode that I am particularly excited about because this is kind of one of those universal business strategies or tactics that when you understand it, you'll start making more money in your business because you'll start getting more people to buy from you. Now, when it comes to growing a business, there's only one thing that grows your business, and that is sales, revenue, dollars, that's it. You need sales in order to grow your business. And when it comes to sales, there's two potential outcomes when you talk to anybody about buying your products or your services. They say yes or they say no. Now, if they say yes, awesome, because your business grows because they pay you, they buy your product or your service, and you make money, and your business grows that way. But if they say no, first of all, it's really hard to accept no up front, and so many of us, when we first became entrepreneurs, we struggled with that, and we learned how to deal with rejection over the years, because quite frankly, you're going to deal with rejection as an entrepreneur, and that's totally cool. It shouldn't even phase you. I mean, when people don't want my stuff, it literally doesn't even bother me anymore because I know that for everybody that doesn't want my thing, it's okay because there's somebody else out there who does want to buy my products or my services or my programs or my courses. So none of that stuff bothers me. But there is a lot to be learned in your rejections. There is a lot to be learned when you get told no. There's a lot to learn when people don't want to buy your products or services. Now, it's kind of tricky ground because on one hand, you don't want to look too much into the people who say no because they really didn't want to buy from you. So they may or may not be the right prospect to buy your product or service. So you don't want to take it too much to heart. I mean, let's say you are a web designer and you're trying to sell website services to a super old school business owner who doesn't believe in the internet, doesn't believe in technology, doesn't believe in needing a website to grow their business. Now, if they say no to you, don't take that to heart because that is in no way indicative of you or no way reflects you and your value and your products and your services. It in many cases, reflects the person saying yes or no. So don't look too much into those rejections. But on the flip side, if you do get rejected by somebody who really is an ideal client for you and somebody who you thought would be interested in your products or services, and there's a lot to be learned there. Maybe you didn't tell them what they were looking for. Maybe maybe they didn't like the way that you packaged up your product or your service and maybe tweaking that would better serve them and better help them see that you would serve them. So there's a lot of reasons why people say no to buying your products or services. And in today's Strategy Wednesday episode, I'm really excited because I'm going to share with you, I mean, over the course of, it's almost been 10 years since I've been an entrepreneur. So for basically 10 years, I've been getting people to buy my products, my services, my advertising space on my first ever business, which was a soccer blog. So for basically 10 years, I've been asking people to buy my stuff. And over the course of 10 years, I've made a lot of money doing that. I've gotten a lot of yeses. I have over 3,000 students from around the world. I've worked with over 50 plus 
clients from around the United States. I've had dozens of advertisers pay me money on a monthly basis. So I've had a lot of people say yes to me, but I've also had my fair share of people say no to me, which is cool because experiencing that has taught me so many things. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the three biggest sales objections that I've seen in my 10 years of being an entrepreneur. And I'm gonna walk you through what your takeaways should be from each of those sales objections, what you should do based on each of those sales objections, and what your mindset should be and and how you should move forward based on those sales objections. And maybe biggest of all, I'm gonna show you how to overcome those sales objections so you don't find yourself getting said no to time and time again. What can you actually do to mix things up so that you have better results the next time you ask someone to buy your products or services? So let's dive in to sales objection number one, which is they simply don't want what you have. They simply don't want what you have. Now I'm going to pull up this episode number. So last week, In episode number 76, I did an episode called How to Not Drive Yourself Crazy Finding New Customers and Clients. And in that episode, I basically said, when it comes to dating, you're not going to invest all of your time in someone who doesn't want to be with you. Doesn't make any sense. And the same is true in business. Don't waste your time trying to convince somebody who quite simply doesn't want what you have to sell that they should buy from you. Don't waste your time trying to convince them. I am not in the convincing business. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to bet you are not in the convincing business. You didn't become an entrepreneur because you wanted to go out there and persuade people and convince people all day, every day. It's not fun when you have to do that. Can you do that? Absolutely. If the sales objection, if the reason why somebody's not buying your product or service is because they don't want what you have, Can you overcome that in certain cases? Yes, absolutely, you can. But it's one of the three biggest sales objectives that I've seen. And so my personal approach, when somebody doesn't want what I have, if I owned a web design agency right now and I was selling websites and I was talking to somebody who doesn't want a website, perfectly fine, I would walk away. I would not waste any time, energy, money, effort, anything, to try to convince them. And you know why? Because you can just as easily find people who already know that they want what you have. If you sell websites, it would be way easier for you to close a sale by just going out there and talking to somebody who already knows that they want a website. So you could either be in the business of convincing and you can go out there and convince people who say, I don't want a website, why they should have a website, or, and you could be successful that way. Let me just add that. You can be successful by flipping those people and turning them from no's into yeses. You absolutely can. But the quicker way to grow a business is to get people who already know that they want what you have. Now, you're probably asking, well, Brian, where am I going to find this list of people who they already know that they want what I have to sell? And my answer to that is go all the way back into the show's archives, into this podcast's archives. In episode eight, episode eight was called how to get sales and grow your business without being salesy. And in that episode, I talk about leading with value. And this is something I talk about on the podcast all the time because when it comes to marketing your products and services, that's your biggest 
opportunity area. That's your biggest chance to get people to come to you is to lead with value because when you lead with value, and leading with value could mean a lot of things. It could mean hosting free seminars and workshops in your community. It could mean offering a free ebook or a free strategy session or a free consultation, a free something. You just give them value. When you put that out, it's basically like putting bait into the ocean. And quite simply, the people who want that bait will come up and they'll bite. So, I mean, I guess I've never made this analogy on the air and I've never really thought about this because I'm not big into fishing, but it's just like fishing. I mean, when you're fishing out in the ocean, do you swim after the fish or do you just throw some bait into the ocean and let them come to you? If you do that, if you use that ladder approach, if you use the bait approach, then you don't run into that sales objection, the first biggest sales objection, which is they don't want what you have. So I overcome that sales objection by figuring out what's my bait. How do I get people who already know that they want my products or my services to come to me? So that's a big strategy question that you as an entrepreneur, that you as a business owner, you need to ask yourself because you can be successful swimming after those fish, but I'll tell you what, you'll be a heck of a lot more successful if you let them come to you. So that's the first biggest sales objection. Number one, they don't want what you have. And in that case, I run and I set some bait out there and I let people who do want what I have come to me. So let's talk about biggest sales objection number two that I see. Number two is they don't believe that you will deliver the result that they're looking for. So let's say I'm a web designer, I sell new websites to small business owners, and they know that they want a new website, but now the sales objection that I have to overcome is I need to convince them that I can deliver them that result that they're looking for, a new website. So they already know that they need a new website. Now my job is to convince them that I'm the guy to sell them that new website. And in that case, there's a lot of different things you can do to overcome that sales objection. You can have testimonials, you can have a portfolio, you can have examples, you can have mock-ups for them to look at, and you could say, hey, here's what I would do for your website. There's a lot of different things. You can establish your credibility, you can establish your authority. I mean, I'll give you a real big example. I never have to convince people that I'm the person that will deliver them the results. Because by the time people find me, first of all, they already know that they want what I have to sell. Because think about it, what I sell is that I show solo entrepreneurs, I call them solopreneurs, I sell the results of showing solopreneurs how to go from $0 to $10,000 a month in their businesses. So by the time anybody interacts with me, they already know that they want that. They already know that they want to go from zero to $10,000 a month. So I don't have to overcome that sales objection ever. I never have to convince people that they want that because by the time they interact with me, they already know that. And second, I never have to convince people that I'm the one that can deliver them the result that they're looking for. Why? Because my marketing is very intentional. I've set my marketing up in a way that it convinces them of that fact already before I ever talk to them. And I do that through other channels, through other mechanisms, like the podcast, for example. You don't necessarily question whether I can or cannot give you the business advice and the step-by-step framework that you need to go from zero to 10K a month, you don't question that about me because I'm giving you value here. I'm establishing my authority. I'm establishing my credibility through this podcast. Same thing with through my book. 
my book, Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur. By the time people finish that book, they hit me up and they email me and they reach out to me on my website and they say, I want to get in your program. What do I have to do to get in? So I don't have to overcome that sales objection of convincing them that I am the one that can deliver the results that they're looking for. If you find yourself in that position, then you haven't done the necessary steps of asserting yourself as the authority, as the credible person who can get them that result. So as an entrepreneur, the way that you overcome this sales objection, which is sales objection number two, they don't believe that you will deliver the result that they're looking for. The way you do that is you build yourself up through case studies, through testimonials, through your portfolio, through social proof, through things that establish you as the authority and the credible credible figure and credible expert that you are. That is sales objection number two. So what I want you to do with these sales objections, by the way, is after you listen to today's episode, I want you to sit down and say, what am I going to do in my marketing, in my sales process, in my nurturing process to overcome these three sales objections? So number one, they don't want what you have. Number two, they don't believe that you will deliver the result that they're looking for. How are you going to overcome that? You're basically going to assert yourself as the person who can deliver them that result. And you're going to do it through mechanisms like testimonials, your portfolio, social proof, all these other things that you can use. And sales objection number three is probably the biggest. And this is where I see people screw up when they try to sell their products and services is they do a really good job of convincing people that they need that product or service. And then they do a really good job of convincing people that they're the one that can deliver that product or service or that result, but they always ignore the third biggest sales objection. And I'll tell you what, and this piece of advice that I'm gonna give you here in this episode is worth its weight in gold alone. Sales objection number three is the most common reason why people won't buy your products or services. And I'm willing to bet that you're not investing enough time in your marketing, in your sales pitch, in your sales process to overcome this third sales objection. And this third sales objection is they don't believe in themselves to get the result that they're looking for. So if you sell a new website, for example, and you've convinced them, sales objection number one, you already overcame that. They already know that they want a website. Sales objection number two, you already overcame that. They know that you are a great website designer. Then why are they not buying from you? How come you've done your job? You've convinced them they need a website. You've convinced them that you are an amazing website designer. Why aren't they buying from you? Most often, it's because of that sales objection number three. They don't have faith in themselves to get the result that they're looking for. So let's keep rolling with the new website designer example. So if you're a website designer and you convince them, hey, I can make you this amazing website, they don't have faith in themselves that that website is going to take their business to the next level. They don't believe that they're gonna promote it effectively. They don't believe that they're going to get traffic to it. They don't believe that anybody's actually even gonna see that website. And that's why they're not buying from you. Let's use the example of a Bowflex machine. So do you know what a Bowflex machine is? It's those home gym machines. It's got like 
30 different workouts in one machine. It's absolutely incredible. All the infomercials for it, the people who are using them are absolutely ripped. And I don't doubt for a second that that Bowflex works. And I'll tell you what, let's walk through why I'm not buying a Bowflex machine right now. Why have I not bought a Bowflex machine? Let's use the three biggest sales objections that I walked you through on today's episode. Sales objection number one, they don't want what you have. Well, you know what? I do want a Bowflex machine. I want the result that they're selling. I want to be in better shape. So that's not my sales objection. Sales objection number two, they don't believe that you will deliver the result that they're looking for. Well, you know what? Bowflex has already overcome that. Because I do believe that Bowflex can deliver the results that they promise. Because those machines, they've got an incredible amount of workouts, and they seem pretty easy. So I don't doubt Bowflex for a second. It makes sense to me. I believe that Bowflex machines work. So why have I not bought one? Because here's sales objection number three. I don't believe in myself to get the result I'm looking for using a Bowflex machine. I have this inclination inside of me that if I bought a Bowflex machine, I wouldn't use it. I wouldn't put the work in. So it's not that I don't want it. It's not that I don't believe that a Bowflex machine works. My biggest sales objection is me. I don't believe in myself to get the result. And that's the biggest sales objection that most entrepreneurs forget about or they ignore. And that's the biggest sales objection that most entrepreneurs don't address. And when you don't address that, you're often going to end up confused as to why people aren't buying your products and services. They want it. They know that I'm amazing. Why are they not buying it? It's because they don't believe in themselves. So in your marketing, in your sales pitch, in your sales communication, in your sales process, you have to make them believe in themselves. Now, I do that through a wide variety of ways. For example, when you listen to this podcast, I love getting emails and Snapchats and Facebook messages from all you podcast listeners saying, Brian, I'm so amped up after I listen to your podcast. I feel like I can do this thing. And that's intentional for my behalf. I don't do this podcast. I don't want you to buy from me. I don't do this because I want to make sales. But I understand the power in making other people believe in themselves. And it's something that I just do naturally now. I do it in my sales pitches. I do it in my sales presentations. I do it in my Facebook ads. I do it in my webinars. I do it in my books. I do it in the podcast. I do it everywhere. Make it a practice in your life. And if you want to start practicing this as an entrepreneur, practice it in your daily life. Practice it with your friends. Practice it with your family. Build them up. Convince them that they can do it. That is the biggest way to overcome that third sales objection. Learn how to build other people up and get them to believe in themselves. All right, so let me recap those three biggest sales objections again. Biggest sales objection number one is quite simply, they don't want what you have. In that case, run away. Don't convince them. You can find somebody who already knows that they want what you have. It'll be a lot easier to close that sale. It'll be a lot easier to make that money. Sales objection number two, they don't believe that you will deliver the result that they're looking for. That's on you to establish yourself as the person who should be delivering that product or service. Why buy from you? And biggest sales objection number three, they don't believe in themselves to get the result they're looking for. And that's where you have to practice building people up and making them believe in themselves. 
So one final time, sales objection number one, they don't want what you have. Sales objection number two, they don't believe that you will deliver the result that they're looking for. And sales objection number three, they don't believe in themselves to get the result they're looking for. I hope this teaches you a lot. I hope that when it comes to getting sales, you think about how do you overcome these three sales objections. Do it in your marketing, do it in your pitches, do it in your communication, and you will start seeing people buy from you. That's it for me today. I will see you this Friday for another Featured Friday episode on the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.